to another Undiscovered podcast, episode number four. This is the podcast where me, Juho, just uh, talk about talk, talk about things which pop into my mind uh, because I have a lot of things, a lot of thoughts pop into my mind sometimes. And uh, yeah, I like to share them. Today is actually uh, my grandmother's birthday. So happy birthday, grandma. Uh, and it's my grandfather's birthday was yesterday. So it's, uh, it's funny how uh, they are the same age and one day apart, you know? They're almost the exact same person. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, the topic for today, I was thinking I would discuss a little bit about uh, well, uh, different ways of dealing with pain. Because uh, as we all know, life is, uh, well, it's full of pain and uh, you can't really do anything about it. You can, uh, well, <laughs> you can kind of uh, face it in different ways as well. I'll soon explain. But, uh, and there are good ways and bad ways of, uh, well, facing that pain that life gives you. And the way I like to look at it is that I think every person has this pain quota that they need to fill during their lifetime. So let's say like people who party a lot when they're young, well, they're going to have to uh, kind of go through more pain when they're older because they kind of spent their young days just partying and not really, not really, uh, you know, doing the difficult, painful things that life requires you to do. So I think the better way to live is you just go through a little bit of pain and you party ever so often, but you don't kind of, uh, let's say, you, you've, yeah, so if you have a pain quota in your life, you should kind of fill it up each day at least a little bit. So that, that way life becomes easy. And also there's uh, something called the unnecessary pain and necessary pain. Or maybe a better, maybe a better description is meaningful pain and meaningless pain. So if I may use my own life as an example. So when I was looking for my first developer job, it was uh, it was quite a tough period of my life because I was sending out my CV to everyone uh, all around Finland. And uh, well, I wasn't, most, most places didn't answer at all. And I got a lot of rejections and well, even if I did manage to get some sort of a like interview or get into the interview process, I was still rejected. So it was, uh, it was a tough period of my life, um, but I could, and it was a painful period. But the thing about that is that I could, uh, I could have went through two different types of pain at the moment, uh, at, at that time, which was I could uh, lay on my bed and just be depressed and kind of wallowing pity, uh, thinking, oh man, I'm never gonna get a, a developer job. This is impossible and just like throw my hands up. Uh, 
and go through that type of pain or and that type of misery. Or I could also uh, just be miserable sending those CVs and constantly getting rejected. And well, the other pain has a meaning and it's actually propelling me forward while the other one is not. So it's like, well, I, I had to go through that pain, but mm, oh, like that's that's the way I see it is I was just filling my pain quota that I have in my life. And something which I realized kind of later on looking back that, well, the comfort you can take if you're ever in a similar situation is that you only need one yes. You just need one yes out of all those hundreds and hundreds of applications you sent. And that's like, uh, that's quite comforting if you think about it, because it doesn't, it makes it seem less impossible, I guess. <clears throat> uh, but anyway, so with pain, I found that there's uh, only four ways that people deal with it usually talking about the pain of life. And well, one of them is through being willfully ignorant and kind of, you know, closing your eyes and not, not, not seeing that the world is full of pain and not kind of even understanding it fully. And uh, for example, like people who live with their parents and don't, you know, aren't advancing in their career. And if you ask them like, well, what are you gonna do once your parents pass away? Like you're gonna have to get out and get a job. And they say, oh, I don't like to think about that. I don't, don't. it's like, well, just because you don't like to think about it doesn't make it not true. Just because you close your eyes and pretend it's not there, it doesn't make it go away. It's like you have to face reality. Um, and I think the same way about people who don't like to think about their family members passing away or like don't like to think about their lives after, let's say, uh, their father or mother or grandparents have passed away. I think that's uh, you're closing your eyes and you're being willfully ignorant at the moment at that because it's going to happen and it's best that you kind of start to understand uh, and open your eyes that that's gonna happen and start preparing for it. Because, well, and preparing for it mentally, I mean, because that's an, and of course it's really painful to prepare for it mentally and to think about your life after your, say your grandparents have passed away. But it's, it's also, uh, you're gonna have to, it's, it, the way I look at it is that you're going through pain, which going through pain now, so you don't have to go through so much pain later on. Um, yeah, but that's one way of dealing with this. You kind of close your eyes, be willfully ignorant. And the other one is, um, well, escapism. And uh, well, people tend to escape from pain using video games, so drugs, alcohol, stuff like that, to kind of put your mind into a state where you don't have to real, you don't have to live in the real world. You can live in this fantasy world. And I know I did that with video games for a while. It was just, uh, 
And it was during the time where I wasn't really, I felt I wasn't progressing in my career or I was kind of, I don't know. I didn't know where to go and it was terrifying to think about it. So I, I used to play a game called League of Legends, uh, just a lot of it. And kind of looking back, I wasn't enjoying it. You know, and that's a realization I made about video games. That I don't, I never really enjoyed them. I was just using them as a way to escape, you know, to not have to think about life. And um, well, yeah, that's a really common way of people escaping the pain. Luckily, well, I never got into drugs or partying or alcohol and stuff like that. But I would say, I mean, they, I would say it's worse to get into drugs than it is to video games, but it's not that much better uh, to kind of spend your escape into the video games and the fantasy world. And uh, well, that's the second way. And the third one is, well, let's say it's the, kind of throwing your hands up in the air and kind of giving up on the face of all this pain. So that's like, uh, that's a way that a lot of people who commit suicide, well, that's the way that people who commit suicide kind of choose to deal with the pain. They just give up. They say, oh, the world is so horrible. The world is so difficult that I don't want to even live it. And uh, it's, you know, I I have my own personal kind of stories of being on that path. And it was, you know, that's why I do have a lot of sympathy for the people in that. And also it kind of my own story in that um, gave me a lot of understanding about the people who are on that path. And uh, one of this kind of knowledge I acquired is that if you, you know, if you can have these negative loops of thinking where you just, the world and everything in it seems impossible and you just have, let's say, negative thoughts about yourself and the world. Well, okay, let's hone in the negative thoughts about yourself. It's, if you can have, uh, let's say, a negative loop of thinking where you think, oh, I can't do this and just, because I can't do this, I can't do these things either. And I'm just, uh, you know, those lead in, into more negative thoughts. And, you know, if you can have that, then you can have the opposite, which is a positive loop of thinking, which is where you think good things about you and your own abilities and you say them out loud and you kind of gain strength from those positive thoughts and then well, it just kind of escalates and it you build this momentum. And just if you think about it like the, if at the kind of, that let's say at the end of this road of self-destruction or at this end of kind of giving up road, if you have death, then like on the other side, there's unlimited potential, right? It's like you this, you kind of start to realize that you as a human being and human beings in general, we are really, uh, we're limitless beings. 
And uh, I feel I've achieved this kind of positive momentum, this positive loop of thinking. And so I do say a lot of, let's say, self-affirmations for myself. And I say, you know, even out loud to people that I can do this and I, I'm able to do, you know, difficult things. And, well, of course, the price you pay or the price I pay for that is people say I'm arrogant, but, you know, that's a small price to pay for such a, such a kind of amazing positive reinforcement loop. And, well, it's, uh, I, I know, I feel I've been in both ends. I've been in the negative loop of thinking and the positive one, which I'm in right now. And that's just because I feel because I was able to achieve that, that kind of switch, then it's just, I don't know, it's, uh, why couldn't anyone, why couldn't, I just feel, uh, Everyone can achieve that. That's how I honestly feel. It's, it doesn't matter how, let's say, far gone you are in this negative loop of thinking. Um, but okay, so get to, back to the, uh, the way people deal with pain. So the fourth and the final and the, let's say the correct way of dealing with pain is you just, you, accept it and you just build yourself up to, to such a powerful state that you're able to withstand all that pain. And that's, um, well, that's, that's it. That's really the kind of key of life, I would say. It's that you, since the world is so fierce and so unrelenting, well, you just need to become more unrelenting and more fierce than the world is. And that you, I mean, I, I see myself as the kind of, it's me against the world. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the mentality I think you have to have in order to kind of, well, get by here because there's, so many difficulties, there's so much, uh, there's so much pain that you have to go through. So why not, you know, go through it with uh, you know, embracing it, you know, why not kind of go bring it on? I can take it because you're going to have to go through pain, but you can't avoid that. That's inevitable. But what you can change is how you react to that pain. Are you going to face it kind of with your shoulders slumped and kind of in this, oh, no, it's, oh, no, it's, it's coming. I know it's oh, like kind of like getting punched in the stomach. You know, let's take that as an example. You can take the punch kind of with your shoulders slumped and, you know, in this fearful posture. And, or you can take it with like bring it on attitude. And both, let's say the pain is equal in both cases, it doesn't hurt any less, but it's the one is the correct way to kind of go through it. And the other one is the let's say, incorrect. So why, why not choose the correct way?
yeah but yeah and i think um another one another and this is something i realized during my uh, well <laughs> so I, I like last podcast i talked about my uh psychedelic trip which made me i'm not gonna say it made me realize the meaningless of it all but just it may maybe helped me verbalize verbalize the meaningless of it all so basically because a lot of our pain all of our pain is based on our own arrogance because we think that we are really important or the things that kind of belong to us or are within our lives we think they're really important and in the grand scheme of things you know if you think about the universe or the the world as a whole it's we're, we're really not important <laughs> and it's actually laughable how unimportant we are and this is something which i was thinking about how i think a good good way to approach pain is if you if you believe in god or whatever godly entity kind of co- whatever cosmic godly entity that created the universe and the world i like to think about it that god put pain there just as a prank as a joke as a big joke you know so <laughs> You know, well, well, let's put it this way. What do you do when um, someone pranks you? You know, what the reactions you you can have? Well, you can get kind of, you can get scared. You can go, oh no, that's that was really scary. Hey, please, please don't do that again. Or you can get angry. You know, saying like, God damn it, stop, stop scaring me. That's not nice. Or you can just laugh along. You can just laugh at the prank. And I think that's always the correct way to respond to pranks because it's just, well, <laughs> just makes sense. So this is the way I imagine that kind of God is the biggest prankster of all time. And he, you know, he's up there, you know, going like, hey, check, check this guy you out. You know, he owns, uh, he has a cat. And he thinks he's important. And he also thinks his cat is really important. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to poof, kill that cat. And well, what, what is my reaction? I can either, you know, get angry, you know, God damn it. Why did you have to do that? It's, I really care for about, I really care for the cat. You know, I can uh, do that or I can uh, get scared about it. I can say, oh my God, it's every, everything's, the whole, whole life is so fickle and my cat or me or anyone I care about can die at any moment. Or you can just, you can just start laughing and kind of realize that, oh, good, good one, God. Good one, God. It's, uh, you, you really got me. I thought that cat was important and I thought I was important. But uh, you really, you really showed me that it's, it's also, it's also meaningless if you think about the bigger world and the bigger universe. And that's, you know, like I said, uh, our self-importance is what causes us unhappiness and suffering, because 
we like to kind of control our own or feel in control of our own world and feel that we are important. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's <laughs> good to be, good to stay humble, I would say. And just in, <laughs> you know, I've been in meetings in, where they like discuss like, oh, well, important things. How like we have to we have to reach these goals in our business uh, by the end of tomorrow uh, by the end of next week or tomorrow both both is fine and you know and I I play along I go like yes yes these are very important deadlines we have to try to reach them but you know in the back of my head I'm just thinking like none of this really matters like don't worry about it it's just <laughs> it's also. It's also meaningless and ridiculous at the same time. That's not that I don't really believe in plans or kind of striving to be good. But, you know, you just, you have to, don't don't worry about like what happens or the, the don't fo- focus on the results. Just try to, Live your life as good as you can be. And whatever happens, happens. You know, you just have to accept it. And if it's good, then nice, awesome. But if it's not, then you just accept that too. But you accept that with the knowledge that you know you acted in the right way. You know, and there's a lot of comfort you can take in that as well. And I, uh, <laughs> I remember I was doing some uh, traveling recently, and um, I was taking a, an airplane back to Finland. And uh, well, the airplane was two hours late. And I remember when they, <laughs> when they announced that oh, we're terribly sorry, the plane is is gonna be late. I, I, you know, I haven't traveled on airplanes a lot. So I got concerned at first. I was like, oh no, does this mean that I'm not gonna be able to make it home? But then, you know, I got a, a text saying like, don't worry about it. Like your plane is two hours late, but you're gonna still, you know, we're gonna take you home. That was from the airline. And then I was like, Whew, okay, I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to book another ticket. I don't have to do anything. I just need to wait for an extra two hours. And uh, I remember, <laughs> The people, my, like the other passengers, a bunch of them, they kind of formed this circle uh, while we were waiting in the kind of, you know, waiting room, of the airport. I don't know what you call it. Uh, the terminal. These, the other people formed this circle and started kind of discussing like, oh my God, this, the plane is two hours late and oh, this is so frustrating and I can't believe it that just... And it just made me laugh because I'm like, what are you worried about? Like, you're on vacation, you're just, who cares? Who cares if you have to wait two hours for a plane to kind of, who cares if you have to wait two more hours to get home? It's like, what are you gonna do with that two hours? It doesn't matter, you're on vacation. It's just so crazy to me. And uh, yeah, just sitting there, listening to those people argue and kind of be upset. It made me laugh. Just, why don't you just accept the world as it is? 
in a way. And I remember this one guy who was really, really, you know, really like, really upset. And, you know, the, the angrier he became, the more I started to laugh because it's just, I felt like it was a, a little, a little toddler trying to bargain, bargain with their universe. Just, uh, you know, going, ah, why don't things go my way? I'm important. But it's like, look, if, if, if God is up there, which I believe is, you know what I think God was doing? I think God was just, you know, he made that plane late just for a laugh and then just looked at the, the <laughs> you know, the angry guy at the airport and just started, you know, pointing and laughing at his own perceived of importance. <laughs> because that's what it was. It was just, he thinks he, he thinks the world revolves around him, but, the, you know, <laughs> no, it doesn't. I don't know. Just people, um, people are funny sometimes. And one thing which I was like, I really, I still travel whenever I travel by plane. Maybe I get over this at some point, but I travel with this excitement because I haven't, I, I still get excited when the plane takes off or when it lands. I'm just sitting in my seat going like, oh my God, this is some, it's like being on a roller coaster ride. That's how I feel about it. It gives me the same level of excitement. And even like two hours late when we finally kind of got on the plane, there were still people, <laughs> as the plane was taking off, people were still complaining like, oh my God, we're two hours late. I'm like, you're already on the plane. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a flying fuck? You're on the plane and we're about to take off. Like why aren't people, I swear to God, that's the coolest moment of the entire trip is when the plane takes off. It goes like, and you're just, you're excited for the, okay, where, like, because the plane makes lots of turns and twists before it actually goes to the, uh, you know, the final takeoff. So you're just sitting there, or I'm sitting there excited. Like, oh no, is this the, when we're gonna speed up? No, 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 we need to turn a bit more. Oh, what about this? And <laughs> as people are out there bickering. Uh, it's, uh, it's just so weird. Uh, so another thing which popped into my head. Oh, I was discussing about traveling with a friend of mine and he said, I don't really, he, he said he's bored at, of traveling, doesn't like to travel because he feels like he's being everywhere and just traveling is boring to him. Like I'm like, well, of course it is because I feel like people who say that, they haven't kind of spent time with themselves and thought about like, okay, what is it that I want to, why I travel? Why do I want to travel? Why do I want to go to Paris? You know, it's like every trip I make, it has a specific purpose. Like the recent trip, which I did to the Baltic countries, I, 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 I really wanted to get comfortable traveling alone and 
staying in hostels. I wanted to meet people in hostels because I know there's a lot of, there's this specific, let's call it the archetype or this type of people who stay in hostels. And I think it's a really interesting group of people. And I wanted to kind of get to know them and learn about them and how they see the world. And yeah, I was able to do that. So it's, it's, it's uh, baffling. I think you always, when you travel, you need to have a purpose. And, uh, you know, like one, let's say the next trip, which I'm going to do, I think it's definitely because <clears throat> as I talked about different ways of dealing with or kind of that people go through pain. Uh, I think, you know, the pain of losing a loved one is uh, something that everyone has to go through at some point. And uh, I think a good, a good way to go over that pain is say reminders of your unimportance in this world. And uh, I think, well, there's a couple of ways you can do that. You know, you can take psychedelics, although this is like, I don't recommend it and I wouldn't do it because those are, you know, you, you, don't don't do it, but it's it's a way, right? Because at least what what happened to me is I, I really gained an understanding of well, not gained an understanding, but was able to vocalize my unimportance. Um, so that's one way. Another one is uh, I think going to a place which reminds you of your insignificance in the world. So, like for me, there's a uh, Close by where I live, there's this dam, which has a waterfall. F waterfall, and uh, just I, I like to, you know, when I feel like I need a, a reminder that um, a reminder of my unimportance, I go over to that dam, and uh, I just stare at that, and just the amount of power that it has, you know, just this, the amount of power of waterfalls have is just so incomprehensible because that's 24 seven, they emit such a huge, huge loud noise. And they also just the, let's say the, uh, the force that that water fountain has, for me, it reminds me of my own, well, how insignificant I am and how big the world is and how complex the world is and how and how much force is in nature. Um, and I think that's a really, you know, you need those reminders, especially when you're going through a tough, tough pain. And well, there's like, and that's a way traveling can also help you because you, you know, that's uh, like, I know, you know, when my grandparents who I really, really love, when they pass away, I really want to do a, you know, a trip to the Grand Canyon because I've heard that that's a, there's a place in the U US, which is like, um, I think in Texas. And I've heard it's a great place to remind yourself of your insignificance because it's just, uh, well, it's been there for millions of years and you, you, it's massive. It's a massive Canyon. And, um, 
yeah i've I've heard from people that that's a great place to go i think that's uh well a, a, a way to go through you know difficult pain is to remind yourself that you aren't that important and the things that you think are important then or there's nothing wrong with thinking that you're important of course that's the those like it's good and I'm not advocating against it but just let's say just remember that uh, you're just one small part of the world just keep you know try to be humble you know about your own place I think that's uh, well that's a good place to end it try to be humble Okay, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Goodbye. Find a way.